the Dream 3 podcast, episode number 39. We've been gone for a little bit, but we got a bunch to talk about. The NBA Finals just happened. The NHL Finals are going on right now. The Midwest Monster just happened. And are we going to think about buying a card store? Uh, we'll let you know. <music> We're back. Episode 39. We've been off for a little bit. So much has happened since we originally planned to do this podcast. We just got caught up in a bunch of things going on. I lost power. Neil lost power. But in the sports world, just the amount of things you could start, especially with what you're wearing right now, the golf world turned upside down with the live tour and the PGA going back and forth like what a great opportunity. And then the PGA, the was it the commissioner of the PGA, you know, coming out and using 9-11 references and just was he's not trying a- to, he's trying to do everything he can. And what he really should have done is just stuck to the facts. The PGA tour is the PGA tour. Stop worrying about your money. Just go win tournaments. Exactly. You, you, you make all your money with sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods never complained in however many years he dominated. He didn't compare, or he didn't c- complain about that. So stop. Phil Mickelson, I, I am so glad at the U.S. Open people went there to watch him absolutely lay a debacle. I think the entire golf world was happy to see that. Yeah, um, I think it's kind of competition. I think is better for everything if the PGA embraces the competition they'll come out better in the long run because if you think about Mm -hmm. it it's almost like uh the wwf and wcw you know a lot of people are jumping to the live tour slash you call it wcw because of guaranteed contracts these guys are getting the the guaranteed 100 million 200 million dollar you know payouts and, and and money wise and you know that's attractive in the short term but long term how does that tour play out? Like, is it sustainable? Is it going to be able to last for more than, you know, four or five seasons? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think you're hundred percent correct. I mean, having a competition between those two, I mean, you could even make something out of it. You can make a, you know, a PGA tour versus live tour, you know, type end of the year, you know, golf match. And I think that would be great just for golf period to have two like competing um, businesses try and, you know, see who's better. I think that's great for, for golf. Um, mm-hmm. Especially if, you know, you don't know how many times Tiger's going to play anymore. So you got to have something to carry. So, and I like, I like Rory kind of standing up for the PGA tour and kind of just giving the hammer down on, you know, some of these guys who have left just kind of giving them the business. And mm-hmm. I think, I, I, I admire that and I think that's kinda that's kinda helped Rory boost a little bit of his his following, but also I think it's boosted a little bit of the PGA tours following having a guy like that be in your back pocket. I think, you know, there's no such thing as bad publicity. And I think it, it helps golf as a whole because not, the eyes of the world were on golf for, for a couple of days and trying to see what's what's happening and everybody was talking about it. So, you know, as there could be negatives, there's positives, but still you have the world's attention and it's, you know, when everybody's paying attention to you, 
that's your time to make a big move. Um, mm-hmm. Find out, you know, later down down the line if the PGA made the right move. Live Tour, you know, can go on, but um, something to watch, something to definitely be in discussions about. It's going to be fun to watch it play out as it as we go down to like the majors. Yeah, I I hope I hope there's a. I hope for just the sake of golf, they let everybody just play in the majors because the majors are honestly the most important part. Um, but outside of that, like I'm okay with having two separate leagues where people can go play against. That's fine. I'm still team PGA tour and I hope they kick everyone's ass, but you know, I understand if you want to go get your money, it makes sense. hundred percent. Um, Moving on from golf, another thing we were going to talk about before we had our, our long break was UFC 274 or 275. Yeah. Um, Yair versus Glover. Um, I don't know if you got to watch the fight or watch the highlights, but what a knockdown, drag out, you know, war between Yair, who's still seems to me a little rough around the edges and raw, and Glover, who's raw. as old as they come, but. Man, it was a great battle all the way down to like the last thirty seconds of the of the fight. Um, that whole card, top to bottom, it was it was pretty sad watching Joanna get you know spinning back fist KO'd. She retired. Um, Shevchenko got exposed um, by who she fought. So, but top to bottom, I think that was a really killer card. And even this past weekend, the UFC Fight Night card on. Uh, was it? It was an ESPN card that was yeah. pretty good. So the UFC was it down in Austin or something? It was down in Austin. Yeah. Um, Joe Rogan was a spectator, not a commentator. Cowboy Cerrone and Lozon's card got canceled for like the second, the third, time. fifth time in a row. Two old guys who, let's go. We love we love those guys, but it's not 2009 anymore, and we kind of don't want to see them fight. So just move on. Just move on. But yep. good card, top to bottom. Um, yep. sports world. Let's see. Golden State finally won. We all know Steph Curry. He carried that Curry team. Could, time. You could have gave him the Finals MVP game three. I mean, yeah. without without Steph, Golden State's really nothing. <clears throat> it was it was it was interesting because it wasn't it wasn't the. It wasn't the fact that like Golden State looked like the old Golden State from a few years ago, um, and it wasn't the fact that the Celtics had a really good defense. Both teams honestly kind of played bad in the entire series, and it just really came down to Steph Curry just being Steph Curry, and that's that. I mean, granted, you know, it's his first Finals MVP, but it's about time. You know, it's about time we saw one of those go to him. So, was it was it just me, or was the finals, or not the finals, but were the NBA playoffs this year just trash? Just absolutely awful. There was much better. If you wanted to just watch sports and competitiveness, the NHL far outplayed the the NBA as far as series, games, competitiveness, excitement, excitement. The the NBA playoffs were just dreadful to watch absolutely dreadful um yeah it, it was bad so kudos to the warriors my avalanche are in the stanley cup finals hopefully we can we can we can win this we're up 2-0 so they're up 2-0 with a what a 7-0 beat down 
last game. Yeah, last game. Hopefully um, we don't give up four straight. So I don't know if anybody has any uh, first-year flawless national or 13-14 uh, national treasures hockey laying around, but get ready to break that stuff out. Yeah, please do, because I will gladly buy boxes and cases of it for fun. All right, one thing I really wanted to touch on this past weekend was the Midwest Monster. It was a card show that was put on here in Fishers, Indiana, um, kind of brought together by Andy from uh, Andy Card Exchange, an idea of his. And then you also had some of the biggest names in the industry. You had Brian Card Collector 2. You had One of One. You had Mealy Pops. You had RibQ. You had Mojo Sports. You had you know, some MC. of the biggest... Yeah, some of the biggest players in the game were there and set up. And I'll tell did you what. Did Sasha come down for a day? I did, he may have. I did not see him on Saturday. He may have came Friday. Um, but when I got there, I got there Saturday afternoonish. There were some other big guys that came. There was, a, I mean, there was a lot of big guys, big the, of the YouTube guys. Big um, name guys. Big name guys. So to me, it felt like a mini national. Like it was wall to wall packed in that basketball arena and just car like the same stuff you would have saw in the national and not just cards. I mean, there was, you know, memorabilia, there was Pokemon stuff. There was all kinds of things, but man, it what just, did you, what did you notice was the most prevalent or what people were buying? Uh, Josh Allen. A lot of people were making Josh Allen deals. Hmm. A lot of people, especially the big, Do you dog. think he is overrated. I don't think he's overrated. I just think. Do you he's, think he's being hyped up way too much? Hundred percent. I think he's very, especially this off season. You know, the Bills and the power rankings are number one. Um, that puts a lot of hype and a lot of pressure on Josh Allen's back. So I think, you know, we always talk about good times to buy, good times to sell. As the hype's getting more real right now, I think right now is your buying point. This is your max buying point on Josh Allen. Um, because right after this, once we get closer, let's see, we're in June, July. Once you hit August, that might be your selling point for Josh Allen before the season starts. If you're in yeah, the, see, the high, high tier stuff. I, I feel like from what I've seen is it comes Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, as far as who's been buying, who's been the most desired offseason player. Mm -hmm. um, and like... I like I like Josh Allen as a player. He's the MVP favorite. They're trying to build a they're trying to build a narrative around that. But time and time again, what we've seen from Josh Allen is kind of this, you know, peaks and valleys throughout the season. He doesn't he doesn't like Lamar stole the show when he won his MVP. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers last year had what forty touchdowns and like four interceptions. And three of them were in the first game. So, um, it, it, I just don't know if, you know, Josh Allen is going to be able to carry that team all the way. I, mm -hmm. It remains to be seen. He hasn't won, he has won a big game yet. True. True. So, but, you know, why put hype on a guy who can't even make it to a Super Bowl? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't, I don't disagree with you. Um, but it seems to be in the card world that, you know, he, yeah. he's carrying the most hype right now. And, you know, from what I just saw being there for a couple hours, there were people with <clears throat> big time Josh Allen's cards that were trying to 
you know, make plays with, move back and forth. <clears throat> Especially when I was over at a, a rib queue, got a couple, uh, I don't know if they were contenders, rookie contenders, um, but a couple on-card PSA 10s of Josh Allen rookies uh, that they were trying to deal back and forth. Um, but there was a lot of stuff there. You know, I I tried to go down, up and down the aisles, try to see, find things that I like. Didn't spend a lot of time in dollar boxes or, you know, really searching through boxes. Um some guys had some low-end slab stuff that I thought was cool that I didn't really pick time was, but I stayed with all the big dogs. Um, that was kind of my goal to see, you know, what would they bring? What would they do? And yeah. Obviously, if you know, looked at my Instagram. I got, you know, a card that I've been looking for on eBay for a long time and had lost out on. And, uh, I actually got a good deal on it. They cut me some, cut me some slack on it, which was cool. And then went right over to Ryan and, dealt with one of his guys and got that Sammy Sosa game used. Um, but it was really nice to oh, see sweet. everybody. Everybody was willing to deal. Everybody was willing to trade. Everybody was willing to, to, you know, do cash. Um, it, it just it seemed seems like a like, really good event. Yeah. It seems like card shows seem to be where most of the, the the action is happening not in from like a just truly from an all like all true aspects of the of of collecting from trading and cash like people don't want to buy anymore i've seen way 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 less people are willing to put money towards stuff they're much rather trading and i think part of it is the down market right now because we are in kind of this this lull this dip um but it's interesting to say that people were using cash at the show. It makes me think, you know, maybe people are saving it for shows mm. you know, I rather saw, than so trying to make deals online. Another thing is I saw a lot of people buying bulk lots. Mm. Like, I don't know if you Probably saw. Probably for the national, I would assume, right? I saw Mojo. He bought a, lo a bulk lot of 6,000 cards. So, you know, you, like you said, there could be people getting ready for the national and, yeah, getting ready to move through that, but you know, I think buying was good and well. Um, now, what I heard was they're going to do another one in October, which I think as 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 well as this did. And you had people come from from Florida, from you know, all California, from where all all over the place to come to this, and I think it turned out really well. And it was not. As Andy and those guys said, it wasn't very well promoted. So what would it be if there was a national, a Midwest show, like a major Midwest show, not a yeah. national type? If we got more national type shows, you know, especially being, you know, four hours from you, an hour from me, like see this thing grow and grow, I think it'd be something pretty cool yeah if you can make uh like dallas has that that southern side or southern side of the united states like this south middle you know if you could see regional shows pop up more where people are going to every few months um or every couple months i think mm -hmm. that could be really good um because it gives a lot of a lot of opportunity it seemed like everybody really enjoyed 
the Midwest monster. So, and Chicago was going on at the same time. So I, that seems really good. I wish I would have made it. I, I, it still sucks that I couldn't go, but I mean, things well, happen. So. Well, shoot for October. There was obviously I was looking for game use stuff and that was really hard to find. Um, RibQ had had the most of it that I found a lot of first year flawless stuff. Um, and the stuff that I sent you was the stuff that was in my price range, the Randy white out of 15. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> obviously the uh, Larry Zonka that I bought. Just the, was the Warner that you found? Was that game used player worn? Cause if it was game, it was out of three. And I was like, I'm going to make a move on that. Yeah. But in the case next to that, he had a couple Namath game used. He had a couple Staubach game used. Uh, Emmett Smith. Like that was the big, that was the $1,200, $2,000 stuff that he had of game use, which was also, you know, kind of good to see you know, raw cards going, you know, a couple thousand dollars plus, not staying in the hundreds. Um, yeah. That was also. You know, there was a lot of high-priced cars, a lot of high-end Patrick Mahomes stuff was there. Um, one table was purely Patrick Mahomes rookies, Patrick Mahomes uh, patch auto rookies. Like, there was a lot of a lot of good product all around. Hmm. A lot of boxes, a lot of wax, a lot of. Uh, you make me feel more bad about myself now. I mean, it, to me, no, no joke. It reminded me a lot of the national. I mean, there were 350 dealers there. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of stuff going around. Um, now, think talking about card shows, I'm still talking with Josh about this, but we might actually go set up as a vendor for the Kokomo card show July 9th. Um, I haven't talked to Schlater about that yet, but I think we got enough stuff together that we might go out there and you know be a part of our first card show as a vendor. So I think I got a yeah. good enough stuff built up. Um, just like to go, you know, kind of like any other card show, go up there, see what everybody else has and try to make some things happen. Yep. All right. Moving on. Next topic. What topic you want to talk about? Well, what was the next one on our list? Come on. You're supposed to be the show host here. I know, but like I'm just here to look like a clown. <clears throat> well, you do a very good job of that. I, I know I do. So the next topic was kind of like the, you know, what we wanted to talk about the last couple of days, like flirting with the idea of could we possibly open up a card shop in the future? Yeah, I think it's possible. The, the location would be interesting because I feel like, if you go to Indianapolis, I think there's a couple shops that kind of take over. But, I mean, there is a potential to be another shop in Indianapolis. Yeah, because in um, Indy, you think of Indy, you got Indy Card Exchange, who's on the north side. Who, Let's say they're the premier shop of Indy. Right. You have the dugout on Washington Street, central right. Indianapolis. Call it a mid-tier shop. And then you have a couple other ones sprinkled in around. Um, but I can't think of, to your point, anything on the west side of Indy. 
Well, the Washington Street's on the west well, side. Yeah, Washington Street. There's nothing on the east side. So okay, so let's like start. Southeast. Um, there's some on the south side. Yeah, there's some on the south side. Okay, so I can't think of anything in Brownsburg, Avon, Danville, Plainfield. Let's go Hendricks County first. Yeah. Nothing there. Well, I was talking with Sarah about this. In Fort Wayne, you know, you're talking about, I don't know, a quarter of the population of Minneapolis. But there's only really one shop in Fort Wayne, and it's a low-end shop. Like, not... I would say it's probably worse than the dugout as far as its tier. So, truly, there's no premier shop in Fort Wayne mm-hmm. as, a, as a potential location. Now there's, like... A, um, B Sports, who does that show up on the north side, north of Fort Wayne, um, in Shipshawana, he does the show up there, but there's no shop around there. So that's literally it. Um, I was thinking, you know, is there a potential there? I know Slater's got one in Kokomo. You know, I, I don't know. But between Kokomo and Fort Wayne, you're right. There's nothing. There's nothing. nothing. So, but. Going to when you think of you know so first is location, yeah. second is as you know and I don't know if it's good timing. Is you know if you if you're going to be a big time shop you need a distributor or multiple distributors right, um, and we don't know how that's going to change. You got to put in a lot of money. You have to put in a lot of money because they for now. And, you know, listening to most card shops, they'll give you, like, as if you start out with a distributor, they're only going to give you, like, a 5% break on the product until you can prove that you can buy, move that product and buy more. They're not going to give you the big-time break until, who knows, six months in or so. So, yes, you have to have a good amount of capital built up. Um, but having a distributor is key. It's like racing. In racing, you need tools, you need oil. In sports card, you need product, and yep. you need a good location. Yeah. So that's it. Um, I'm trying to think what else would really you well, think. About- I mean, from that aspect, you got to have you got to have cards. So you got to. I mean, you got to have thousands of cards because you got to be able your- to. You got you got to be able to have some high end cards. You got to be able to have some mid mid-level cards you got to be able to have some low-end cards you got to be able to have dollar boxes and value boxes and rack packs and things like that just for everybody um you got to get in with the distributor that's going to change in you know one two years anyway right yep when we talk about fanatics and then you know i don't know i mean there's 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 a lot that goes into it Um, there is um but i do think that if we or if the card market continues on this trajectory, and I think if we play our cards right, I think that's it's something feasible for us. And I think you know, yeah. You, I mean, I've thought about it as like a, like if we went in and bought a shop. I think you would probably try to go full time into it, wouldn't you? A hundred percent. 
Me, I would probably, if, if we're going to go in on shop, I would probably be a shareholder in the company. I'd probably be a part owner and would help out and work, manage that, some of that stuff. But mm-hmm. I, I think from an aspect of <clears throat> job security and just things like that, I, I could probably help own the shop and contribute that way. But I don't know if I could fully commit mm-hmm. to that outside of it now i would certainly be there in my off time oh for sure but, but with my job now i think with my job it gives a lot more flexibility i have a lot of flexibility in my job so i don't think it would necessarily hurt me because i can still be in the shop in the mornings yeah and you think of like you know i think of the major card shops that are run you know they're not let's say normal hours they're not eight to five because during the weekday People can't really come into a sports card shop at nine o'clock in the morning. So it's a lot of, you know, mid afternoon to late night hours. And then obviously the weekends, I can't think of Ryan's times off the top of my head. I'm sure, you know, he's a uh, 12 to I think six 30, 12, 12 to six 30. And he's closed on Mondays. No, I think he's open seven days a week now. So it's 12 to six. Seven. And then it's like 12 to five on the weekends, which he he's now got like, what 13 employees he's got a ton double digits i think he's got close to 10 employees that's if not ten. yeah that's good um but yeah you know if you wanted to do it right you have to have a full-time person you have to have you know mm-hmm. a guy who not only understands you know the the market itself sports cards themselves marketing the business you know, making sure what it looks like, you know, customer relations, dealing with it. And, you know, as far as everything else, like sports cards, the one thing that everybody gets into sports cards and forgets to do is keeping track of everything. Mm -hmm. Like that's the biggest pain that nobody talks about is you have to know. And that's a good lesson that I found out this weekend from Midwest was when big time guys make deals, they make sure that there's a picture with a text of what it's sold for, what card it is, et cetera, because you got to remember, you got to pay taxes on everything. Mm-hmm. So making sure that somebody's very organized in that sense, you know, you got to make, make sure of, um, I think opening up a card shop would be great, especially if the market would hold and we keep going on that trajectory. It probably got to see how the fanatics thing plays out first, but you know, down the line who knows yeah that's definitely an option i would like to explore um i think there's some other people that we know who could potentially be investors as well and contributing towards it um or would you ever think of if there was i don't even want to know if it would be called like a franchising opportunity but let's say for an example let's say Let's say Leparo went from a breaking side and wanted a a brick and mortar business. Would so you like top notch, top notch. Uh, you have top notch breaks and you have top top notch HQ. Yeah, or, yeah, top notch shop. Yeah. So would you know be interested in joining somebody like Leparo or Jared or Feth or you know? Yeah. The, the biggest thing in the community is banding together. 
Now you got to make sure with in any form of business that, you know, everybody gets along, everybody's kind of on the same page of what the goals and the plan is and everything. So it generally all works together. But, you know, I think you and me with the amount of contacts that we have in the business, in the community, even if we weren't able to, you know, put on something for ourselves, but, you know, be a top-notch shop or be a courtside pools shop or insert X person we know or card collector to Indianapolis version, yeah, something like that. So I think that's another good play to make also because we go back to distributors, you know, now you're getting twice the product. You have the franchise, the, the brick and mortar shop, and you have your break side because who knows I don't even want to think. I know like Leparo's like three and a half million a year or something like that. Um, I, I don't even know. And then if he's not only just breaking, but he's also selling brick and mortar because you know guys like Tops, guys like uh, Upper Deck. I don't know if yeah Upper Deck because they care about the square footage when they do dis- distribution deals. They you have to have a brick and mortar shop to get Upper Deck stuff. So they're 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 their dicks when it comes to that stuff yeah it seems like it as slater was was talking to me about that and because he's got you know a massive amount of space yeah and it's starting to grow slowly by slowly but um what are your thoughts on on not just cards but kind of like a an indie card exchange of having memorabilia also I mean, I think every shop should have memorabilia that's for sale of some sort. Because what would you say the percentage-wise would be or should be like an eight twenty ten percent? Not not really much. I mean, it's it's kind of more decorative or anything, but it's also for sale. Yeah, you know, yeah. If you want something, sure. sure. Hey, it's just like everything's for sale at all times. But I do that's right. Anything's think, for sale for the right price. I think you're talking? right. Like if you did a deal of, let's say, leaf full-size autograph helmets and you know you had the autograph helmets for sale or andy's andy's shop with the the frame jerseys yep it's it's beautiful um yep but who knows oh there's a nice there's a nice card shop now in bloomington it's called high five high yeah high five cards oh beautiful shop beautiful shop Hmm. I need. To, I honestly need to venture out and get away, and finally go to a show and go see some more shops. Well, you get ready because you're not going to the national this year. No, I can't. I can't. I got to figure so, out something else to do. So I get ready find for find my way down to Dallas or something. So we get ready for the Midwest Monster, or do a little Kokomo show because they're once a month, and yeah. Slater's up to like twenty five or thirty dealers per show. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to be a part of something. So, I don't have crazy inventory, but I'm sure I can make stuff happen. Well, I got, I got dollar boxes for days. I just gotta go through them. Yeah. I'm sure we can put that together. So, what is your next play? What do you think? What, what what do you what do you sense is the right thing to do or the right play the next play 
in kind of this down market time? What what do you think? Should we be pulling back? Should we be trying to buy up because things are slow? Trade up? It's tough as the market drops. If the as the prices are dropping right now, like um, I saw a stat from I think it was Slab Stocks of prices you know six months to a year ago on uh, LeBron Bowman's and Jordan eighty six Fleers and see what the prices were then and the prices are now. I mean they're down almost fifty percent. So if that high end tier still continues to fall it's not a bad idea to you know try to get a high high end tier card and wait for that next rebound because you know it's going to happen um yeah i mean i think uh you know the market i'm not going to say it's you know market proof or it's economic proof but it seems like there's this inverse relationship with cards and the economy when the economy is going really well people don't see mm. a need for playing with sports cars but when the economy is not going well maybe there's this opportunity for people to to buy and move things and mm -hmm. try a different alternative method because the stock market is down and crypto's down so yeah um, I, it's just a wait and see i think you know we've talked about this in plenty of podcasts of the the ups and downs of the market and you know, even though it falls, you still see people buying. You'll see, you know, crazy Fortnite cards on an SGC 9.5 sell for $15,000 that you're just like, did not see that coming. So there's yes. always people out there, but you always got to find the smart play. And, and what is your smart play? Like, you know, mine is still buying up game use patch autos and talking to RibQ. Like, you know, first year flawless is hard to find. So I'm trying to get up all the first year flawless I can I can find and stack up on it. Um, you look at guys like you know five star collector and you know how he says he doesn't sell. Think about what he's sitting on. If he went to turn to sell his collection, what you know what would a you know 400 500 piece game use patch auto collection be worth? I've heard through the grapevine that. And I, I cannot name my source, but I have heard that there might be a portion of that collection that gets sold. Interesting. Interesting. I can't tell you what it would be, but I'm just saying there could be a portion that becomes market. Interesting, because market. he has one of the best collections I've ever seen. Did you, um, did you get a chance to meet him at the Ben West Monster? I did not. I was only there for a few hours. Maybe three hours because of I had Wesley with me and yeah, it was good until about the very end. Yeah. Yeah. But I did not, I wish I got to, you know, we've talked to ZJ on the, on the podcast before. Um, I love his collection. Like every card he has is a banger. doesn't matter if it's on card or not. <laughs> like, yeah, he's got some great stuff. He's got the names of the names. Oh, what was it? Cause your text to me, you, you wanted us to find a game use Reggie White. I yeah, found I missed out I, on I, I found a Reggie White, but it was not game used. Yeah, it's the the fabrics of the game, or I forget what the National Treasures one, the national the playoff one is called. Uh, Leaf um, Limited. There's just there's two sets that 
that has game use patch autos and they're both numbered to um what, what was his number again 90 was it 93 92 yep. yeah they're both numbered to 92 um they're sticker autos because you can't get you can't find red ui yeah on card autos they're just there's not um but yeah sticker autos and uh man i passed on a couple and i i still regret risk regret that i got a, i got a deacon jones one coming but i got um, one i love that deacon jones one uh leaf limited by donruss is also a good one yeah. to look for they have yeah. a lot of the old school players um <clears throat> game use stuff i have a, the don shula one uh the deacon jones um another you get one yourself a jim brown that's my next that i want like even if it's, Brown, you know, I don't have, don't have the money to get the flawless like you have, but you can, you could get, you know, a leaf limited with the, with the 20, with the patch in it and a sticker auto for less than 1200 bucks. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, Jim Brown is a must have in the collection. Um, I, that's kind of my next big, big time card that I would really, really want. And if I can move, if I could make some moves and, and do something at, at Slater's show, if me and Josh end up going, that's probably where I'm after next. Yeah. My, yeah, I, there's, there's a few guys in my defensive goats grouping that I'm collecting that I don't have. And it's Dick Butkus and Reggie White right now. I have, I have, um, Deacon Jones, but, um, now, are Those you looking for guys. a Buckus game? You're looking for a Buckus game use, correct? Yeah, non-sticker. You know he has non-sticker autos. He has on-card autos. Do you know if there's what? What are those out of flawless? I don't. No, no, no. They're not flawless. Um, they're old. They're old school ones. I think mm. they're. I think one of them is Leaf Limited. I think you're correct on that. There's um, a Mike Singletary flawless game use that I'm looking at right now. Yeah. See, I. I mean, for me, it's like, like Erlacher, the Erlacher I had was nice, and the Singletary that I've seen, a couple of Singletaries that I've seen are nice. But I'm like, man, if, when it comes down to it, it's like the two best linebackers ever, Butkus, Ray Lewis, like unquestionable. No Lawrence Taylor in there. Well, Lawrence Taylor's a defensive end linebacker. I mean, he's oh. he's kind of in the outside linebacker hybrid defensive yeah. end category. So, I mean, I already have one of him. Yeah, um, you do. That's true. Yeah, I yeah, and it's I think it's sealed. I think it's a sealed one. I got one too. I got one from thick. Leaf. I got one from Leaf Limited. Yeah. So I try. Yeah, I got. So I have my Ray Lewis. I have a Ray Lewis. I have a uh, Lawrence Taylor. Just got that Lance Briggs because I don't have an Erlacher yet. I passed on one, which I'm I'm kicking myself for. It was a. Uh, Two color patch, BGS nine or nine point five, for like I think it was five hundred or four fifty or something like that. Yeah, passed on that. So I, the other thing is Dion Sanders, which I had one I passed up on. I need to I need to get one back. I think I can get one back from Jared if he hasn't sold that one yet. Dion Sanders, the the Falcons one. one. Yeah, but I wanted Dion Sanders like Cowboys. Cowboys, because that's how I remember him. Yeah, Cowboys, Deion Sanders, and then um, I gotta find Champ Bailey. I got one. Veritex. Got a yeah quad. quad I need to find a uh, 
I need to find a Champ Bailey. That would be nice. Champ Bailey. I think Jalen Ramsey is making a name for himself, but he, they, they, there's just no game use patch. Obviously. You're not going to get anything game use, which sucks. Now, no. I did see something on Instagram that they put in this year's Flawless. Um, there's game use stuff of Carson Wentz that I maybe because he's I, trash and nobody. Well, I know that stuff. he's trash, but it's like if they're putting game use stuff in new Flawless, I'm gonna have to look at this new stuff. I I've heard that it's mostly player worn and it's rare. It's it's the no name guys who have game use stuff. So like Carson Wentz because no one wants to buy his jersey, so the end of or Panini buys it back for. Mm-hmm. 500 bucks and they're like okay we can put some of this in here do you think do you think the the prices for like flawless for prism right now you think they're too ridiculous yeah i think i think a lot of football is is inflated right now i think the only thing that's probably appropriate um no actually i take that back i think everything is still quite inflated when it comes to um, 2020. I think, 2020, I, I think, is a little better. I because don't there's, disagree there's a with lot, you. There's a really good class. I don't disagree with you. Um, you know, flawless cases right now are twenty eight thousand a piece, or thirty thousand. You know, you could sell them for twenty eight. Um, but you're starting to see hobby boxes come back down in certain points. Football, you know, we took a year ago. You know, when we first started this thing. Basketball drove the market. Now it's yeah. all football. Football it's is driving. Bas- I think people are tired of basketball right now. I yeah. think they're honestly. I think a lot of people got into the market um, right when the whole Zion train came, and they loaded up on Zion and they held Zion, and he is crashed to the earth. And when he crashed, ever a lot of other people are holding caught holding the bag. So they're they're stuck, and a lot of people are stuck on basketball and. They're trying to move it out and just cut their losses, I think, at some point, or just holding it in hopes that it goes back up. But also, you know, big football is definitely. We saw like when when WWE Prism got released, the the massive hype train that was. And then hobby boxes were twelve, fifteen hundred dollars a piece. Now they've kind of come back down to earth. They're about four hundred dollars now. But you know, I think you see that with a lot of the new pump and dump. Yeah, pump and dumps. Uh, Bowman Sapphire, you know, Bowman Chrome's out for baseball. Um, even some of the soccer stuff is crazy. But yeah, I've, I've listened crazy to football. Yeah, have you seen? Um, so sports cards nonsense with Mike Geo and and Jesse. Um, they had on a they have on periodically um, a soccer collector who is well-versed in the community, but he's lives over in Europe. Um, and he gives the European side of things. And I think it helps to truly get a grasp on the soccer market from that perspective, because the, the soccer market here in America is purely pumped by, um, you know, what the media drives and the media drives team USA, where in Europe, it's like, if it's not a team USA member, they don't care. Like they don't care about that stuff. They care about the next really good player who they go and see, because a lot of those guys, they have, um, you know, 
they have U19 teams that yeah. people go and watch. So they know about the next good players. The prospects. Here in America, the only thing we know yeah. is who's playing on our MLS teams who might have a chance to go over and play in Europe. Yeah. So yeah. we get we get a completely different narrative than what the European soccer community sees. Um, and to my point, they said – the, a lot of these, a lot of these new soccer releases, UEFA Champions Leagues, Bundesliga, it's all trash because there's just, it's not a good class. There's no nobody good in the class, mm. so it gets pumped up from our side of things, and then people realize, oh, it's not really that great. And no, oh, I understand. Still holding for World Cup though. Mm-hmm. I still hold yeah, my. I'm, I'm interested to see where when that starts to pick up yeah um being that's what november right november correct so because there was a big lull after uefa yes and like like josh said you know there's nothing that they're going to be doing for for a while so right so it, you're especially in soccer you're at a holding pattern or if things are cheap enough buying you know i got a couple mbappes hanging out i got my kai havertz um got some polisics just hanging out for november and kind of that was my goal going into this year that was going to be the play um now if i can move them say november by the end of the year you know maybe i'll be able to catch the tail end of the nfl season and next off season for the NFL will be my buy. You could probably buy into the midseason lull in the NFL. True. Which would be a great time to buy going into the playoffs mm, when you actually true. see which teams are good or which quarterback got their leg rolled on and is now sitting in a handicapped chair. Yeah. Yeah. Could be a good time. Could be. Could be. Now, be interesting. It'd be a good, interesting time. To see, that's my game plan. Um, that and continuously to pick up. You know, I've realized that I've, I've picked up a lot of baseball lately. A lot of baseball, flawless. Yeah, why is that? It's to unlicensed me, product. It's unlicensed product, but the way flawless does it, it's hard to even it, unless you're really, really looking. It's hard to tell. I mean, the patches are wonderful. And I think the the price point is unbeatable. The Miguel Tejada out of you know fifteen or out of ten quad auto with you know uh, let's see it's got a bat, two jerseys, and a laundry tag on card. You know it was less than fifty bucks. The Bobby hmm. Abreu out of five, two massive patches, multicolored and inscribed. It was under a hundred bucks. The Sammy Sosa on card Cubs game used jersey out of five. I got it for two hundred. Like when you think of and you know, as we grew up, when you thought of baseball, you thought of McGuire and Sosa. Like to me, when I think of baseball, I still think of McGuire and Sosa. So cards yeah, like that. And, and Griffey, yeah. Griffey, yeah. you know, maybe a little bit of Barry Bonds. I know Squence is on the, is on the Barry Bonds Yeah, thing. he is hanging from Barry Bonds' wiener. That is 100% sure. So, <laughs> but that's where we grew up in in those sports. So 
you know, if I could get, you know, a McGuire, a, I got that Sosa, you know, I think baseball is a sneaky play, even though that it's unlicensed for Panini. I just think that it's all, it's all game used products. So it's kind of like, it's hard to pass on for the price point. Yeah. And especially if I'm going to resell it, like if I'm buying it for $35, there's no reason why I shouldn't be able to sell this with the rest of my football cards for over a hundred. Yeah. No, you, you make a good point. Now, one thing I would really like to get into that I that I had been searching for when I couldn't find any football that I enjoy that I think would be a great play is hockey. The problem is, is I just don't know. I'm not as well versed. Besides, some of the big name like I passed on um, Tyler. Sig- is it Seguin? Seguin. Seguin. Tyler Seguin. It for. This he was in uh, Dallas Stars jersey, so it was a game yeah. used Dallas Stars one. Um, obviously, if you could find Sid McDavis or McDavid and uh, Ovechkin, those are your monies. But you know, unless you're balls deep in the hockey game, it's like soccer. A lot of players, a lot of teams. <clears throat> yeah, I I only collect. I mean, you know me, the, the only people that I collect are um, are my abs players. So whether we win or lose, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Now, we've been better here recently, and I've collected before we were really that good. Um, but that's just kind of always been my thing. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you ride the waves of those things. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you're Ovi, Gretzky, you know, Sid – and you can even throw McDavid in there now. Um, I mean, those are your big, big names. What's your thoughts real quickly on the university products, the Bowman universities? Right. The, I, I think it's another play of trying to get money. It's got the NIL stuff. Like, yep. It's kind of like when people do draft like the college Jersey stuff, whether it be basketball or football, like that thing's hot until they get, to the pro leagues and then it's not worth anything no matter how yeah, you try to sell it it's it's just it, it's weird because it's bowman and it's unlicensed and it's just it's this just guys who aren't even in who aren't even professionals yet yeah i mean they you, you those people could literally like all of a sudden i don't know get caught doing something stupid and all of a sudden they're done and they never play again in college, you know, they're not even playing for a championship, you know, and, and I think, you know, this more than anything, college football really revolves around three or four teams at most. Yeah. At most, if not just two, Yep. two and a half, a third team, we'll say Ohio state's the third team. Yeah. But really it's, it revolves around, you know, Alabama this year, Georgia, but the other team would be Clemson normally, and then Ohio State, and it's those three teams. Yeah, and occasionally and you can, you'll get another one. But and you saw by the new the or the NIL deal, especially for the video game coming out next year. You know, I think 100, 120 out of one hundred thirty four teams have signed on, and there's four different tiers of how those teams are going to get paid for being in the game, anywhere from a hundred thousand dollars to I think ten thousand is the lowest. So. You know, this whole NIL thing, everybody's going 
going to get their money and, and this and that. And I think sports cards, they try to do the same thing. Yep. Yeah, so. I agree. It's just another way to make money, I guess. No it is. Money, so whatever. All right. Well, we'll let you get back to watching your abs. Hopefully try to win Lord Stanley's Cup. Uh, yeah, we gotta we gotta play better in the second second period because first period they Tampa Bay really looked a lot better than us. We want to thank our friends at My Slabs for sponsoring us continuously. They are now over fifty thousand users. So My Slabs, you can sell your slabbed cards, your raw cards. You can sell lots. You can sell graded comic books. Now they have a new tier. If your card is worth sixty thousand or more. Um, there's a new tier, new showcase for it. Go on, go to myslabs.com, check it out. You have to be a verified user to make sure that you're not a scumbag like the people you deal with on eBay. Um, so that's really great to deal with because you know MySlabs and their customer service is impeccable. If you're not paying in 24 hours or 48 hours or shipping in those times, they will boot you off and get your money back, which is awesome. Um, also got to thank our friends at, uh, protectyourslabs.com, AKA slab savers. If you've ever checked out our stuff on Instagram, me and Neil's cases and graded cases, you know, they make premium products, making sure your, your investments are taken care of at all times and graded card solutions. If you follow top notch sports break, you saw that, uh, Anthony Laparo gave a shout out to our boys at graded card solutions. They, they have one of their boxes get run over by the delivery truck and the slab was absolutely fine. So spend the money, protect your slabs, go to graded cart or gradedship.com, use code dream15, you're going to get 15% off and finally Nation Golf, especially with the PGA and the Live Tour going on, look like a gentleman, follow the golden age of golf, go to nationgolfcompany.com. Until next week, Neil. I'm sure there'll be some more stuff to come up. So we're, we are still thinking of maybe a card shop in the near future. Hopefully your abs, abs, abs win tonight. And we get you out of the house and go to a card show soon. Yes, please. All come right. Rest Until next, next time we're out. Yeah.